Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list the list the list what what the list Doc Manson at Doc Manson how in the blue hell are you I am good DC Matthews at the DC Matthews I gotta tell you uh feeling good we're wrapping up uh, the bestie draft right about now we're recording this episode it's been a good time and uh you know thinking about wrestlers and uh their backgrounds uh, their 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 sort of legacies it's definitely got me uh it's got me primed for the list i am so glad to hear it it's true we've been in uh this mode for so long this drafting mode that it's going to be a little weird to be in the list where we are ranking the greatest wrestlers of all time yet we will find some way to power through the current list stands at 207 names taking us from john cena the number one wrestler to vic grimes the 207th wrestler on the list so do you feel as though Vic Grimes is appropriately represented on the list? I feel like eventually that's going to change. You know, I I liken this to the PWI 500, which Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one of the more famous wrestling magazines. I don't even. Well, think... let's 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 be honest though. PWI compared to us, well, no. uh, a bunch of a bunch of amateurs. But what I'm saying is they, they had only their, rank 500 people. They had their annual list of the top 500 wrestlers each year, and their last person was always some sort of... It was like some goofy gimmick. Like, there was a wrestling lifeguard that one year was the 500th wrestler. There was a wrestling hombo who was the, you know, the 500th wrestler. So, I feel like our last name at some point is going to have to be... A lifeguard? Some sort of kooky gimmick. Vic Grimes, I don't know if that's... Like, Nathan Jones, to me, might be better served at the bottom of the list. But this is not a reconciliation show, so we cannot Fair. do that. Okay. But, so, um, so we have... We, yes? I'm just wondering, like, are we just going to jump into this thing, or what? Well, I believe we should We should sum up. Usually we sum up the, uh, the top ten, and that is usually your task... Uh, and then I have the numbers. There are 803 men and 70 women still on the list. Wow. But then again, once the May Young Classic happens, we will be significantly adding to the women's list. That is true. So. Well, right now, as it stands, the top 10 of the list is, coming in at number 10, the big dog Roman Reigns. Number 9, Double J Jeff wee Jarrett. Number eight, the Great Muda. Seven, Big Van Vader. Six, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Number five, Christopher Daniels. Number four, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Number three, Kevin Owens. Number two, the bad guy Scott Hall. And the greatest wrestler of all time, of course, as you said, is John Cena. I, I'd like to think we're going to get a name at least in the top 20 on this episode. I'm I am prepared for an entire episode. I, you know, honestly, I think we should probably rename the show. I think the list, you know, it's descriptive. But I also think that if we were to call it I Don't Know Who That Is, <laughs> I think that would be equally as descriptive, perhaps more so for me. So just, just putting it out there. Okay. 
Well, I think if you ever take over the editing of these episodes, you can change the title. All right. Well, we'll see about that. The number I have access to the podcast feed. I can just go in there true. and start willy nilly changing true. titles on anything. The magic number is eight hundred and three. So Doc Manson at Doc Manson, could I have a number, please? The first pick on this episode is number six hundred and forty. Six forty brings us to da, 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 da. Adam Pierce. All right, um, I'll bite. I don't know who that is. You've seen this person before. He is actually now um, a WWE agent. If you've watched recently, and I know you don't watch regularly, but you've seen enough, there is a bald agent who is almost always trying to break up the fights. He's almost always when someone gets injured backstage. So you know who Scrap Iron Adam Pierce is, but before he became an agent, he was a professional wrestler uh, of some renown. He had a, a brief career as an enhancement talent in the WWF from 97 okay. to 2000. He Sounds wrestled good. on the Independence. He's wrestled for Ring of Honor, which is how his name wound up on our list. Um, so again, you know, yeah, he's a he's a coach. He's a trainer. He's an agent. He's done, uh, you know, he's done quite a bit. I I can't say I have ever watched him wrestle though. So we should decide because I believe in a previous episode we decided if neither of us have seen them, they might not qualify for the list. Now. Something for us to consider maybe for a future reconciliation show. I can't guarantee I've watched the 207 talents on the list wrestle. Now, maybe. You can't. I don't know if I've ever seen Vic Grimes wrestle. I know I've seen Bull Payne wrestle. Uh, hmm. You know, and I if I eventually watch all of ECW. I think I'll get I was to under the impression that everybody we'd ranked was somebody that you. Well, I guess, okay, I guess I was somebody who you knew of. Which I guess is true. Could be still be true. Um, yeah, I yeah, know of I them. Know. And, and it's possible that I've seen... Like, here's another one. On the current list, ranked 194th is Trevor Lee, which is a name that I actually expected someone to email us about because I believe he's a current TNA wrestler, and I figured someone would think that Trevor Lee did not deserve to be in the bottom 10% of the list. But I'm having not watched recent TNA, I don't know who Trevor Lee is. I like I know the name, but I've never seen him. Well, wrestle. let me stop you right there, DC. There is no current TNA product. TNA as a company ceases to exist and operate. So I, I'm afraid you're so, you're woefully I outdated. Forgive me. I am I am showing my years, as it were. Um, oh, come on. So I'm happy to rank. Adam Pierce because I have seen him on TV as an agent but if we wanted to skip him because I haven't watched him wrestle then then that's fine as well well one way or another I don't really know who this is so I leave it to your capable hands to decide Adam Pierce's fate well where is the Horner line the Horner line currently sits I should mark this as I should find Tim Horner's name and highlight that. There he you is. really should just highlight so we can always easily find Tim Horner. Cause he I is at like 166. That's... It's now yeah. in just bright lime green. Um, <clears throat> I would say that Adam Pierce might be slightly above the Horner line just because 
he's how well no that's not true i can't say that because he, i can actually although he was ranked 44th in the 2008 pwi 500 again not highly regarded all huh? end all. but let's put him below the horner line but let's put him uh just below we'll put him below the fantastics we're going to rank him at 168 below the no that's not his name his name is not adam pierce pierce <laughs> He's not be. as good as the Fantastics, but better than Al Perez and Mark Starr. Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce. Okay, all right. Well, in which case, I think we got to our, our next number, which happens to be 699. 699. 699 brings us to... Here comes the axe! Here comes the smash! Or there goes the smasher. It is Axe of Demolition. Could now, you tell me which one is which? Because off the top of my head... Axe is the bigger of the two. There was a smaller one and a bigger one. And Barry Darso, in no way, was a cruiserweight. But of mm-hmm. the two, one was portlier than the other, and that was Axe. Now, we are okay. ranking tag teams together. True. Demolition, I believe, should be, if we're following that... Uh, we should uh, be ranking Axe and Smash, which is going to be tricky, though. And here's why. Spoiler. The person who played Smash, Barry Darso, was also Repo Man, was also the blacktop bully in WCW. He was also hole-in-one Barry Darso, the professional golfer-slash-wrestler. And in the NWA in the 80s, he was Crusher Khrushchev, the... Russian sympathizer. Mm, okay, well, here's the thing. Based off of the strength of your argument of Repo Man alone, I feel as though we could rank these gentlemen separately. I know that there is precedent on the list for ranking tag teams together. Yes. However, I don't, I don't believe, say, this is just the example coming to mind, I, I don't believe we've ranked Team 3D or the Dudleys, as they're called in the WWE, yet. But I have a hard time believing that we simply will rank them as a unit, given how strong of a singles career, say, uh, Bubba Ray has had um, throughout his, his, his run. So I, I, I'm not necessarily against splitting apart tag teams when we feel That's there true. is sufficient cause to do so. So I'm, I'm checking our list right now. We've got, like, the Singh brothers, the Bollywood boys. They, I believe, can be grouped together. Uh, we've got War Raiders, which somebody could make the argument, I guess, that Hanson had a better independent career in New England. We've got the Authors of Pain together. These are teams... We've got the Cologne brothers together. These right. are teams where they are... They are more well known as a group, but I, I think right. so. I do. I I agree. I think in this case we need to rank them separately. Well, one question though, because we could rank them separately based off of the strength of the Repo Man. Like I, I fully accept that. However, is the other gentleman in this group simply going to get discard? Like, to some degree, I guess I have to ask: Does the strength of the Repo Man? as for the individual, outweigh the strength of them as a unit as demolition. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like we have to make that decision, right? Whether or not... Well, can, can we rank the tag team and then in this case 
the talent as well, or can do, can we not rank both of them? You know, Barry Darso, who isn't even who we picked. We picked Axe, who is Bill Eady, I think. Um, Barry Darso is greater than his career as Demolition, but Demolition as a tag team was pretty great. Agreed. You were a fan. Agreed. I was a fan. Hmm. Like I said, there there are certain instances. Like we're certainly. You I brought up you brought up the Dudleys. I'm going to want to rank the Dudleys as a tag team, but at the same time, I am going to want to rank Bubba Ray and Devon because they each had the Reverend Devon needs his own separate conversation. I, I I think so too, but see that that does lead us into troublesome territory because either what we're talking about here is a tag team list. And I don't Ugh. know that's what we're talking about. Or... So are you saying we need to go back and split up all the other tag teams? No, because what we're talking about... We're, we're having a conversation that's on a couple of different fronts. We could be having that conversation. I don't know if either of us have that sort of energy. We are also having a conversation that mirrors another conversation we're having on Twitter with a group of besties. And that is... Can we separate talent from character? If this list had Repo Man, Smash, Hole in One, like if they were all separate entities, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right, but the problem is, at least for the purpose of this list, they are not. We, we are trying to rank, I think, the performer. Yes, I understand that. I am just saying that is so... I am torn, because if we were to rank Demolition, I would also want to include everything that Smash did after and so his you know repo man's gonna bump him up some points and granted demolition is going to be pretty high on this list anyways because they were a good tag team like and see it's it's one thing i don't know this this is very subjective but of course our it's our list and the whole thing is subjective yeah but i feel like again it just comes back to is there cause between you and i to split a tag team. Like, the Colognes, I don't think either one... Well, yes, they are individuals, and mm-hmm. they have their strengths and weaknesses as individuals. I, I still think, combined, they are better known for that than well, they are Well, then let me ask you this question. We've ranked the Road Dog and Billy Gunn separately, despite the fact that they were the New Age Outlaws. Right, I mean, it's not like we're going to rank Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy together. We're not going to rank uh, Christian and Edge together, right? I mean, So I think what we're saying is if they had singles careers that were separate, and Axe was done pretty much by the end. The reason they brought in Crush as the third member of Demolition is because Axe wasn't capable of wrestling that much. So they brought in Crush to kind of fill the void left mm. by Axe. So it's not like Axe... You know, it's Axe really couldn't have his own singles career, and he did wrestle continuously more on the independence. Which, if you've ever looked at a picture of Demolition in like 2016, still with the face paint on, it's terrifying. Yikes. Um, um, okay, so I think we've decided to rank separately. Then. Yes. Now, we did not, Barry Darso's number was not called. Correct. So we have to, we're just talking about Axe, who just is Axe. the. You know, who is the bigger guy. And I think in this case, we're talking about demolition because they were... It's his claim to fame. Yes. They were a big part of our childhood. 
I didn't watch the NWA, so I didn't know who the Road Warriors were. So when Demolition came around, I was like, oh, wow, a face paint tag team that was really in-your-face kind of brawling style wearing a very odd outfit. You bring up an uh, interesting point, because while I also did not watch the NWA, I knew about the Legion of Doom somehow at a young age. Well, it's because the Legion of Doom came over from WCW in like 91, 92. So at eight or nine, Hawk and Animal, they weren't known as the Legion of Doom in WCW. They were the Road Warriors. Right, right, right. So, Mm. but Demolition, mm. Demolition was, I believe a response to the Road Warriors, as were the Powers of Pain. The powers and they of pain. predate the Legion of Doom's introduction in yes. the WWF. Yes, Demolition mm. showed up in 89, 88? I'm looking it up. 87. 87 to, like, 90. All right, well... But, you know, the, between the black outfits and the masks and the paint and all of that, they were... I mean, here's the thing. I feel like Demolition would rank higher on this list than would Axe in and of himself. Yes. Axe was the weak link of Demolition. Right. So I'm feeling like Axe, if we're starting to look at numbers here... I mean, I'm looking at a Luke Gallows at number 89, and I'm feeling like there's some parallels did you, we could Did you draw. highlight Rosie at 73? Is he another benchmark we need to consider? I, I think so. I, I, mean, I, I agree with you. I'm just asking because I don't remember doing it. Um, I would even go I, – I could even go a little lo- – like, he's he's got to be higher than the Warlord. But maybe right, not so maybe higher we'll... than Mantar? It's Mantar. We 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 have an unnatural love. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think this could be a good opportunity for us to split the Mantar Warlord. Okay, um, done. Wall ninety five. We'll go with Mantar, Demolition Axe, and then the Warlord. All right, I can live with that. Another number, please. The next number is sixty two. Sixty two. That is from the men's list. Sixty two. We're getting good names today. All right. The Iron Sheik. Ooh. Now, I don't know if he'll crack the top 20, but it's a thought. It's a little bit of a thought. The Iron Sheik. Let's start looking at the top 20 here. Top 20. Number 20 is Farouk. Number 19 is Sasha Banks. 18, Bull Nakano. 17, Greg Valentine. I think we're in the ballpark here. I could see... I could see the Iron Sheik above Greg Valentine for me. I, I'm kind of with you because the Iron Sheik, while you could make the case that there would have been a Hulk Hogan without the Iron Sheik, it wouldn't have worked nearly as well had Hogan not had that very un-American champion to defeat. Agreed. And, like, frankly, the whole Iraqi sympathizer thing that Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughter was... Absolutely. Yeah, like, that was a big part of our childhood, I think. That was a prominent storyline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was back in a day when people were still talking about stabbing people. You know, kayfabe was alive and well. Oh, it was, it was bad. It was yeah. really bad. To be in the height of, you know, the first Persian Gulf conflict and to have, even forgetting 
Sergeant Slaughter, but to, to even have a guy like the Iron Sheik around formed a world ch- tag team championship team with the recently departed Nikolai Volkov. Yes. Yep. I think and the, the, the thing I love 20. about the Sheik is he, he's he's remained an active voice on social media, and this guy just seems <laughs> like he is out of his damn mind, and he's loving it. He's loving is he, it. Is he better than Bam Bam Bigelow? Bam Bam, Bam Bigelow's at number good. 16. Bam Bam's great, don't get me wrong. But this is the Iron Sheik with those Persian clubs that he's whipping over his head. He's got the horned boots. I feel like now... I feel like there's a while Bam Bam is an excellent performer, I think everything surrounding the Iron Sheik suggests a greater legacy. So I, yes, oh, I, I could see him higher than Bam Bam Bigelow. It's better than May Young at fifteen. Because now I'm thinking he might be a top 15, if not top 14. Like, the Road Dog's a great talker, but he doesn't have that legacy. And the Iron Sheik was a good talker. Like, relatively speaking. Number one. Right. He's he's very... You know him when you hear it. You know what I mean? Like, it's distinctive. Um, I I have trouble going above Mae Young. Okay. But then I start looking at names above Renee Young. I'm sorry. May Young, and I, I'm, I feel better about going higher. Yeah, so I don't know. But what do you think? Do you think should we just should we hurdle that and, and go above the road dog? Do we May get Young, above Chris Benoit? May Young. So let's, let's start with May Young because May Young's up there because of the females, there are few better than May Young. Yeah. But again, and she has a legacy now because of everything she did in the latter part of her career. Yeah, and I will say, I think that there are women yet to be ranked on this list that I think will be higher than Mae Young's current ranking on this list. I would say that we'll go with a female number next. Well, I think we need one more male after this. I'm happy to go 16. Above Bam Bam, and we can keep him below Mae Young for now. Let and me, here, here's, a, here's a crazy thought. A crazy thought. I think the Iron Sheik could crack the top ten. I was wondering if you were going to go there. Uh, Road Dog, yes. Benoit, yes. JBL, that hurts my soul. Yeah. I like JBL, but... but, but if you think, now granted, there were un-American characters all throughout wrestling history. There's sure. always been some. Yeah. But in the WrestleMania era, mm. the Iron Sheik is number one. Agreed. Rusev, Funaki Muhammad, first. Has- Muhammad Hassan, uh, even guys like the Great Khali. You don't get any of them. Ludwig Borga. You don't get any of them without some influence from the Iron Sheik. So the question to me is not, does he crack the top ten? It is where on the top ten. All right, 10. good. Because I was going to say, I think he's above Roman Reigns. I think he's above Jeff Jarrett. I think he's above Muda. Okay. In which case, you know, I could even start thinking, I- I'm looking maybe higher than Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat, an excellent excellent wrestler i think he's number five 
I think he beats takes... Christopher Daniels. I do. I love Christopher Daniels, and so do you. I but do. I am just... I do not know if he has a legacy. He does not. I agree. He's at least top five. Okay, so... Oh, man. All right, keep going. I have difficulty getting him past Rowdy Roddy Piper for some reason. But then I start looking at number three, Kevin Owens, and I start feeling like I could see the Iron Sheik above Kevin Owens. He's, you know, the, he's the prize fighter. He's excellent. He's a modern-day wrestler. He, he, he's great on the stick. He's a big guy who can wrestle. He's extremely entertaining. He seems to be able to twist everything into something good. But does he have a legacy? See, the question is, Piper does have a legacy. Well, see, that's why I said I have trouble going above Piper. But, but again, we can't be reconciling this list because the case we made with Roddy Piper was that his career was not as long as we think it is. Correct. Which is the reason why I think I can talk myself into putting the Sheik above. Because the Sheik, it seems like, has been around forever. I presume he's still wrestling at independent shows. I don't know that for a fact. But Jerry Lawler is, so why not the Sheik? Now I'm looking it up. <laughs> you got to, <laughs> right? now I gotta know. Uh, according to the website, ProFightDB, which is where I go, his last match was in 2008. I don't know if I believe that. Okay, 10 years ago. But then again, he's 75 years old. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we're definitely in the ballpark here. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to argue any higher than three. Why not? What is Scott Hall's legacy besides alcoholism? That's fair, but between the, NWO, the outsiders and the NWO, the ladder match, etc., I feel, I feel like there's a pretty strong case for Scott Hall. So Iron right. Sheik number three. Well, here's Roman a question Reigns for you then. Out of the top ten. Well, you know, now you've got me thinking though. So let's let's just spitball this here. I mean, Scott Hall is the bad guy, right? Is the Iron Sheik a better bad guy than Scott Hall? Yes, everyone loved to hate Razor Ramon because he was cool. Mm. The Iron Sheik was un-American and you hated him and you wanted your American hero to trample him. Mm. I think I think that's I, I think I think I feel strongly that Scott Hall does come out on top of this comparison, if only because he reinvented himself as part of these other factions later. You know, the NWO is quite different from that Razor Ramon persona uh, with, you know, the hair. and I mean, I guess it's not that different, but I feel like it is in its essence. The Iron Sheik is, for all extents and purposes, okay. one-dimensional. He is. He is. Scott Hall had a career as Razor Ramon and as Scott Hall, and as the Diamond Stud, and as mustachioed Scott Hall in the AWA. The Iron Sheik had a career as Colonel Mustafa, who was just the Iron Sheik with a different name. Right. Okay. Number three. I think the Iron so. Sheik. I feel good about that. We have a new member. Not only do we have a new member of the top ten, we have a new member of the top five. The Iron Sheik. Third greatest wrestler of all time. I told you it was going to be a good day 
on the list. All right. Well, let's follow another, that up. So you with... said you said another number from the men's list before we head on over to the women's one. So go ahead. Four hundred and ninety-five. Four ninety-five. He is currently one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. Bray Wyatt. It is Michael McGilligutty himself, Ugh. Curtis Axel. All right. Well, let's start looking at the bottom half of this list. <laughs> I would say, well, he's a former Intercontinental Champion. He's a former Tag Team Champion. But he's a 100% like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to hear you you uh, praise him for his current work in the tag division. But I've always felt like Curtis Axel is terrible. Curtis Axel is the son of Mr. Perfect. Maybe. Like, I've never seen anything that like even when he came like first of all he came up and he was Michael McGilligutty which just cut his legs out right away you're not even going to acknowledge or no they acknowledge that he's the son of Mr. Perfect but he can't have the name because he wants to get over on his own right away terrible idea yeah then he comes and he wins the Intercontinental Final I've never loved Curtis Axel I'm just saying he's had a fairly lengthy career he had the Royal Rumble moment. He had the whatever he was doing with Damian Sandow, where it was it was it Macho Mandow and he was Hulk Hogan, so they were like the mega powers for a little bit. I don't I barely remember that. Alright. Now he's part of the B team, which is again totally a Bo Dallas. He thing. was, he a was Paul part of the social outcasts. So his career he's one of those guys who has defied expectations in that he should not have had he should have had the career Ted DiBiase Jr. had you show up for a while because you happen to be the son of a legend and then you go away right and he just never left and I do have to at least admire the tenacity he's below the rosy line for sure like I feel like based purely on this gentleman's abilities I would rank him below the Horner line. However, you do make a compelling argument that based off of the strength of his career, you're right. It's like he's failing upwards. You know what I mean? He's not very good. He's not particularly talented. But, I mean, when he was Intercontinental Champion, when he first debuted as Curtis Axel, like, yes, he was a Paul Heyman guy. He was a big deal. I don't think he's ever been particularly good, but... He's had a career that's pretty respectable. We're we're right around the same point. Now, granted, Kurt Hawkins is ranked 128th. The Ascension is ranked 127th. Curtis Axel's career has dwarfed both of those names. Agreed. So my original desire to not put him ahead of Bastion Booger is... Let's, uh, let's see. Crime Time. Rich. Evan Bourne, maybe. Around 121. He's had a better career than Titus O'Neill at 111. I don't know about that. Titus O'Neill's a former tag champ. 
Titus, no, granted, Titus O'Neil never won singles titles, but are we really counting Curtis Axel as an Intercontinental Champion? I mean, a little. Titus O'Neil fell <laughs> at the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Titus World Slide! Okay. All so, right, you've convinced me. So, I'm saying, now you want to put him ahead of his tag partner, Apollo Cruz. He's had a better career than Apollo Cruz. Has he had a better career than Brian Lee? Yes. While Brian Lee was the fake Undertaker, which was a big moment. So, you won't, you know, we could put him above Sin Cara, we could put him below Sin Cara, but that's probably the right place to put him. Okay. So, which one, above or below? <laughs> I'm leaning above. All right, Curtis Axel, a resentful 112th on this list. I mean, I take some, you know, some pride in knowing that he, he's still well below Mantar. Of course. Also the Warlord. All right. All right, a number from the women's list, The please. women's list, our first ranking this week is number 68. Tori. Not Tori Wilson, the other Tori. Now, you didn't watch the Attitude Era, so you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm guessing. Hmm. This was... Uh, I don't even know how to describe her. She'd wrestled for a while. She, she was the person up- who was obsessed with Sable. Yes, and then she had. A, then she was Kane's girlfriend. Then she was with X Pac for a while when Kane and X Pac were a team. Yeah, uh, I have no particular love of Tori that I can recall. No, she wasn't very good. She she now apparently is a yoga instructor. Okay, and we both feel about that. So. So if we're looking at Tories, so let's see here. And again, we don't want to compare apples to apples here, but she's below the Horner line to me. Okay. I like Nydia better. I might not like Cameron better. Well, I might. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're going to have to make a decision about that. She's definitely below Boris Zukov. I would say maybe in the uh, Mason Ryan area, one ninety seven. She was she, you know, she was a decent looking. She's one of those like Mason Ryan had the look without the talent, and that's kind of how I feel about Tori. Okay, I can't so, say I've ever. I can't, I can't say I remember seeing her wrestle. Well, again, so, you missed much of this era. So yeah, we'll put her at one ninety seven. Tori. Definitely a talent that the WWE has never, in any of the time I have been watching, they've never felt the need to highlight her contributions. No, she she left under weird terms. She made some accusations against Raven. She made some accusations against, um, what's his name? Not Pat Patterson, the other stooge, Jerry Briscoe. Hmm. You know, she, cl- she claimed she wasn't treated very well, and so I think they've kind of just forgotten her. I see. All right. Well, an unceremonious crowning then, perhaps, at 197 for Tori. Yes. But. All right. Back to the men's list. We're down. We're under 800 now. 
Well, lights at the end of the tunnel. Give me another number, please. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Glory be. Tony DeVito. Tony DeVito. I. This is another one of those ECW kind of guys. I don't remember seeing him now, but granted, he worked as an enhancement talent, so we probably have seen him wrestle. But, yeah. you know, his biggest claim to fame was part of DeBaldi's with Angel Medina. Now, to be fair, we have an, we have an escape here because Angel Medina is on the list already. So I would say what we would do here is we would go down to Angel Medina at 207, we would rechristen that DeBaldi's, and we have taken care of Tony DeVito. Agreed. Another number, please. All right. The next number is 140. 140. Pel Primo. I don't know who that is. You're, but you're just making up names now. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Uh, we're not ranking this person. No, we're not. Another number, please. 677. 677. Remember when we were talking about the Iron Sheik? Yeah, that was Those great. Those were good days. Yeah. 677? 677, yep. Mr. McMahon. Oh! Now, I believe what we have said is that we are not talking about Vince McMahon. No. We are talking about the character of Mr. McMahon. We are talking about the greatest heel in modern wrestling. The Iron Sheik was probably the greatest heel. Iron Sheik, Roddy Piper, probably a toss-up between greatest heel of the 80s. Yeah. Mr. McMahon is probably the greatest heel of the 90s into the 2000s. Agreed. And I would argue that he maintained a very strong heel character for many, many years. Yes, it's not so much He still is. Yeah, not so much right now. But, like, I just remember... Even when he was like sporadically appealing through, you know, 2010 through 2015 or whatever, like when he would come back and when he would get in that ring and when he would get on the microphone, like you could not help but be entertained. He just knew how to turn the audience around his finger, wrap them any which way he wanted, and to get whatever sort of reaction. He pleased from them. He's just... He's on a whole nother level. Remember the mugshot? Oh my god! The mugshot is so good! With the tooth. Yes, the teeth! And that's recent. That is recent. That, you know, you look at that mugshot, that is not Vince Mc... That is... That is a, uh... And who can forget? Vince McMahon marching himself down to the ring... Blowing a quad, getting back to his feet, marching back up the stairs, getting into the ring, blowing out the other quad, and then just and then sitting, sitting there the... in the ring, sitting up, yelling at people. 
Oh, man. So are we saying that we have another member of the top five? Oh, no, DC. How high are you going? You going John Cena territory? Are we supplanting John Cena? Do we have Doc Manson, the new greatest wrestler of all time? I think perhaps. I'm hesitant only because it is the greatest wrestler. Mm. Well, may I remind you that Vince McMahon battled Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. And battled Bret Hart at another WrestleMania. Yeah, that was terrible. He has won a Royal Rumble. Yeah. He has won the ECW title. Sure has. Now, granted, that doesn't mean as much as the Royal Rumble. Yeah, well. But I mean, he is supremely entertaining. And in terms of performers, I can't think of many who rival him. Um, He's a former WWF champion. Yeah. I think without question, he is at least in the top two. Okay. Now, if we want to say that John Cena is the better wrestler. Uh-huh. I can make that argument that in the ring he's the better talent. But but you start looking at the legacy. You start looking at the moments that these people are involved. There's going to be wrong. John Cena, no slouch. He's number 1 on this list for a reason. But you think about Vince McMahon taking a stunner You think about him getting sprayed with a beer truck. You think about him getting hit in the head with a bedpan. You think about the birth of Mr. Sacco. You think about all of these things. They're all enabled because of Mr. McMahon. Yes, and the only argument I would have on that is that none of them happened. Well, they happened in the ring, but they didn't happen in a match. That's true. All of the great Vince McMahon moments, from the quads, to the bedpan, to him wetting himself because Steve Austin's holding a gun to his head, (laughs) to the Montreal screwjob, which is the birth of the Mr. McMahon character. True. None of those are matches. Those are, like, if we're talking about that, then I would say, shouldn't we put Bobby the Brain Heenan on the list to eventually be ranked? Because he wrestled a fair amount. Um, and he had some great all-time moments that didn't happen in a ring. Fair points. But, I don't know, man. I think the strength of his character outweighs whatever detriment he might have had as a wrestler. Lord knows he was involved in a lot of important matches. Well, and and let's say, the what did he call, what did he call himself, the genetic jackhammer? Yeah. I mean, built like a brick house. He he could have gotten, like, if in some weird way he wasn't a McMahon, he was just Vincent Kennedy, still might have worked as a wrestler. Yeah. Nobody makes facial expressions quite like Vince McMahon. If you would like to put him as the number one wrestler on this list... I am all for it. Because we're not even talking about... And again, we took Antonio Inoki off the list. We're not counting the... He is sports entertainment. He is. 
Like, and honestly, again, it just the character of Mr. McMahon. I can't think of much else in the entirety of wrestling that I enjoy as much. Okay. Mr. McMahon is now the greatest wrestler of all time, which begs the question. We're at 44 minutes. We can't, unless we get Hulk Hogan, (laughs) we can't go beyond this. Do we stop here with the greatest, re- uh, the new greatest wrestler of all time, and you know, talking shop, record a second episode. Well, when you put it that way, I think absolutely. All right, uh, it's been a big day. Chavo Guerrero Jr., the original member of the list. I think we need to highlight his name as well. Maybe not as brightly as some of the others. No, wait, that's the wrong button. That's not right but at all. I think we need to make sure we, we mark that he's the original number one. The very first episode of the list, Chavo Guerrero is the greatest wrestler of all time. He's now down to 13. That's true. Roman Reigns, out of the top 10. Thank Jeff God. Jarrett, out of the top 10. Yeah. Because not only do we... Iron Sheik... No longer number three. <laughs> he was number three for 12 minutes. Right. Um, it's been a good episode. It's been a great episode of The List. Thank you out there, neighborhood, for joining us. Thank you, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, for taking a work evening out of your busy, busy life to do this. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Doc Manson. Who is the greatest wrestler in the world? Mr. McMahon! You're fired. No chance! That's what you got!